Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to copy our style, but they stay frostbitten. You're now tuning to the sounds of MaximumFM.ca. It is your man, DM Cool, and this is Cool Radio. What we doing? You can catch me on your TV, even on the radio. Pop up at a broad spot, and I'm like, we go. We in bitten airwaves. Cool. You're listening to Maximum FM Hip Hop. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Once again, it is your man, DM Cool. And this is Cool Radio. You already know. Now. We have a lot to get to on tonight's show. Around the 8.45 mark, I got my man Grange North coming through, young recording artist. He's going to talk about his new music. He's got a new song, uh, new single to drop on the air tonight. We're going to get into all that good stuff. Plus, we got to get into stuff about Jay-Z's 444 album. We got to talk about Shia LaBeouf acting crazy to some cops. There's so much to get into. But before we get into all that, man, you guys already know I got some stuff to get off my chest. So on that note, it's time to let that is breathe. Let this bitch breathe. Indeed, indeed, man. So you guys already know. I don't even have to explain this, but in case I have any first time listeners listening, welcome, welcome. Um, I am a ball head. I study basketball, play basketball. I write for basketball uh, publications here and there, what have you. So obviously, I'm going to be an observer of the game. Now we all know that Lonzo Ball is probably like the most talked about rookie heading into this year's NBA draft as well as into the NBA season. And it's mainly because of his promoter, Don King, a.k.a. LeVar Ball, basically. And I get it. LeVar Ball, he's going to be talking to the star son of the moon about his son because that's his son. There isn't any other father who wouldn't do the same thing. There's a whole bunch of fathers who have sons who play varsity or AAU level who do the same thing. Only difference is there's a camera on him. But here, therein lies the problem. Now, I don't have a problem with the Ball speaking or whatever. He's, he's going to do that. My problem is the media that gives him all this attention. I'm not talking about social media. I'm talking about the major media outlets. I'm talking about Fox Sports 1. I'm talking about ESPN. What I'm saying is this, and I'm speaking to a specific scenario. Ever since uh, Summer League started for, for Alonzo Ball, a, a big deal has been made about the shoes he's been wearing. The first game he played for Summer League, he, he's wearing the ZO2 shoes that are part of the big baller brand. And the first game he played, didn't have the greatest game. So then the second game he played, he was playing in the Kobe Mambas. Uh, I can't remember which ones they were. I think they were the 11s. But either way, he was playing in them, and he ended up getting a triple-double. 11 points, 11 assists, 11 rebounds. And then in the third game, he plays in the, I think it was the James Harden, the James Harden joints. And then he had a monster game. I think it was like 35 points. Uh, it was basically like another triple-double. All I'm saying is this, though. Ever since he decided to change his footwear, everyone's been talking about, oh, it's got to be the shoes, got to be the shoes. What shoes is he going to wear tonight? What shoes is he going to wear? Is it because of the shoes that he's playing well? What's he trying to say? Does he have a deal with Nike? Does he have a deal with Adidas? Guys, the man just wants to change a pair of shoes. Who cares? Who cares? They're just shoes. If he doesn't want to wear the Nikes, he can wear the Adidas the next day. If he doesn't want to do that, he can wear the Reeboks. If he doesn't want to do that, hell, he can go and take it back to 2005 and rock the and one joints that Hot Sauce was rocking on the, on the mixtapes. Who cares? 
All we should care about is his game. And so far, he's been playing very well. He's been getting triple doubles like it's nobody's business. Now, mind you, it's only the summer league, so we shouldn't really take a whole lot of it into consideration. All that shows us is that he has the talent to produce. Because at the end of the day, we know that the guys that he's playing on the court with right now in Vegas are not going to be the same guys that he's going to be playing with in Los Angeles. Mind you, it won't. it probably won't be any better since he's kind of playing on a lottery team right now but at the end of the day this is just a sample size this is like me watching captain america civil war last year and being oh tom holland is the best spider-man ever because i saw him in the movie for 20 minutes no you gotta wait until we get a full sample size which is obviously the movie that just came out which i still haven't seen yet so don't spoil it for me but i'm just saying this is just a sample size of what lonzo ball can do in an NBA setting, let's wait until the season for us to gush over if he's really worth the hype. And, of course, the hype machine, a.k.a. the media, is going to be all on him because he's playing for the Lakers, the purple and gold. And don't even get me started with that because that's a whole other conundrum in and of itself that I really don't want to get into because you all know that I'm not the biggest Laker fan. I'm just saying. Either way, give Lonzo a space. Let's not hype about the footwear that he's rocking because Lord knows this guy can come rocking some Velcro joints from Kmart and everyone will be breaking their minds over it, which they shouldn't be. But anyways, that's just my two cents on the matter. What do you guys think? As always, hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio to share your thoughts. Coming up after the commercial break, I got my man Grains North in studio. We're about to chop it up. We're about to talk about some music. We're about to talk about a whole lot of things. But before we get into that, man, I got to get into my man, Audrey Rose, Shadow Saga City. This one's called Over Everything. Keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. Yeah. You're listening to Maximum FM Hip Hop. Uh, yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Once again, it is your man, DM Cool, and this is Cool Radio. And as promised, I do have my guest for the evening. This young man is a young up-and-coming talent from Scarborough, Ontario, Canada. Uh, that is a hotbed for a lot of artists who have been past and present in today's hip-hop game, also of yesteryear as well. He is one that could be bearing the torch, but... Based on what I've heard, I feel like he's going to be bearing the torch for his own name, and then he's going to have people following him going forward. And I think this guy carries a lot of promise into Toronto's hip-hop game, but not just Toronto, but potentially nationally as well. And from there on, the world is his oyster, in my personal opinion, based on what I've heard. Ladies and gentlemen, I got my man Grains North in the building right yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, 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 let's get it. Yes, yeah, Grains. You know what it is. What's good, man? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm doing good, you know? A lot of working today. Shout absolutely. Out, shout out a new music video. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Yeah, like from yeah, from what Arifa was telling me, shout out to Arifa, by the way. She's just telling me that you guys have been on your grind from yeah. like early in the morning up until now, man. Yeah. Straight nonstop working, you know? Exactly. I got some of your staff chilling in the room right now. Shout out to your staff as well, because I'm sure they're hard at work as well. Way up, way out. Let's get it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I love the attitude. I love the hustle, man. But let's get into the thick of things right now, man. Um, you're a young man. Um, when did you first fall in love with hip hop? When did you decide that that was your thing? I first decided that was my thing when I was like 16 years old mm -hmm. you know i've been through a lot of hard times and you know that made me like go harder with the music you know right right and basically um oh yeah by the way if you want to just put your mic closer to him out that way we can all hear your story as well a little yeah, bit like yeah, that yeah. there you go yeah that way we, we want to hear some projection from you as well no worries though but yeah um so yeah the, you started young like you had some stories to get off your chest and what have you uh and you come from like one of the more storied cities within toronto which is scarborough yeah and like we've had a lot of mcs come out of scarborough i mean we're talking about daniel cardinal fischel shock lair yeah, um yeah. so for you growing up what was the hip-hop scene like 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 
What do you mean? So in terms of the people who who you kind of hung out with and stuff like that, like the atmosphere that was around you in terms of the sound of hip-hop and rap music, like did you grow up with a lot of people who who, uh, who dabbled into rap music? Yeah. Were they in the battling aspect? Yeah. They just kind of want to be a part of the fashion? Like what was it for you? Well, yeah, I was inspired by a lot of artists in my area mm-hmm. like where I grew up, Galloway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that really, a lot of my art, artists, they really motivated me, you know, mm-hmm. along with what, I, what I'm going through myself, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just want to push my music the best I can, you know. Right, right, absolutely. And, like, what have, um, what your peers told you about, like, you know, pushing your music out there? Like, what kind of advice have they given you uh, along the way thus far? Consistency is key. You know? Right. So, for sure, I have to be consistent with my music, mm-hmm. music videos, you know, I have to always be progressing, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like you as a young man, you're coming up in, a, in an era where, Social media is so prevalent, and a oh, lot of man. people use that as like a tool. Yeah. And we've seen it work in the best of ways, like with Chance the Rapper, for example, to the point where he doesn't even need to be on a major label because he already has such a huge following because of social media. Exactly. So how has that tool uh, been able to work for your benefit? Like for social media? Uh, for social media, in terms of you pushing out your music and stuff like that. I it helped a lot, you know. I seen a lot of difference, you know. I started attracting more fans. Mm-hmm. People started hitting me up. <clears throat> Got a lot of producers sending me beats in my email, like thousands of beats. So right. take time just go through all of them, you mm-hmm. know. But yeah, I'm looking forward to my my tape coming out soon. That's absolutely that's helping me. Right, right. And we're gonna get to that in a little bit. Uh, before we do, um, the the beat process for you, man. Like when you're selecting what what instrumentals you want to use for whatever records you have written. Like, what's that process like for you as an artist? Like, like, what do you mean? Like, so, like, when you're like with your producers, for example, and like you, just, you guys are just going through beats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, when you feel when you hear one that kind of like that hits you right there, like, what's your reaction to it? Uh, the moment it hits you, I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> damn, you know what I'm saying? I'm right, like, right. Okay, okay, this is some hot stuff right here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay something on it right okay. away. I'll either come up with a melody right away, and it's like, okay. I'm using this track for sure. I'm going right. to make sure I buy it, mm-hmm. copyright it, everything. Of course. And I'm actually glad you said that because normally people don't don't they don't they think about like the business aspect of like the music. Like, sure, yeah. like you just said right now, I'm going to buy it and copyright it. Yeah. Me, like I'm, I'm a bit older than you, but when I was 21, the people who I came up with for the most, for the most part who like who were artists, never once did I hear the word copyright <laughs> or purchase come out their mouths. And so I feel like it's very important for artists of this generation to have a certain sense of business savvy as well because making the art is fun. It's cool. It's great. I, I get it, but you got to be a bit more savvy with it as well because you don't, you want to know how much money you're going to be, you know, bringing in in the long run and like, you don't want to exactly. be getting screwed and stuff like that. You know? There's some artists out here who are getting screwed because like they signed 360 deals. Some artists don't even know what 360 deals are. So they don't even know whether or not they, they signed into one. <laughs> exactly. You know, that, that makes you think of what's this guy's name? Uh, Lil Yachty. Uh, so it's just that people got to be very cognizant of that. Yeah. And I'm glad that you are. Uh, but speaking of Lil Yachty, actually, he's one of the few, ra- not I can't even say few. He's one of the many rappers in today's generation who are part of the mumble rap era, basically. Uh, so, what's your personal take on on mumble rap? Uh, well, you know, as, as long as the instrumental is good, you know, and the crowds vibe into it. Mm-hmm. Music is music, you know. Everyone mm-hmm. has their way of portraying certain things, and you know, I have to respect the grind no matter what. You right. Know? Sure. Um, do you feel like? In your personal opinion as well, there's no right or wrong answer to this, but do you feel like there is a bit of an issue when artists coming out, whether they're doing mumble rap or any kind of rap in general, they don't really have a sense of history in terms of 
who started what and like how it progressed along since then. Like, um, so, like for example, let's say you have a new artist, like Artist X, like for example, right? Yeah. And he just came in. He's like one of the hottest guys out right now, but he doesn't know Notorious B.I.G.'s first single, or he wasn't aware of you know when Tupac came out with All Eyes on Me or something like that. Yeah. Do you feel like that's a bit of an issue that some guys aren't really boning up on their history when it comes to rap? Yeah. Well, you know, kinda. Mm-hmm. You know, because some people just. Are confused like they don't even they're not really like into certain things mm-hmm. so just start rapping out of nowhere just because it's a trend you know right 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 people just want to start rapping out of nowhere you know but mm-hmm. i believe you should follow up with the culture by it too you know because mm-hmm. i respect the rap culture of course of course culture absolutely and i feel like when like they're when some people don't respect the, the rap culture. I feel like that's where the disconnect lies between the old and the young. Yeah. Um, and in your personal opinion, like, do you feel like there is a disconnect, like a, like a very noticeable disconnect between the older and the younger uh, community within hip hop? Yeah, but big time. You know, I think things really changed a lot from back then and now. You know, mm-hmm. but I personally want to like try to come up with music that's covering both sides. You know, back right. then and um, now. You know, right. like this time. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So let's talk about the music of today. Um, <laughs> one of the uh, sounds that you particularly dabble in from what I've heard thus far is like trap music, basically. Mm-hmm. So what is it about trap music that kind of gravitates you towards it? <clears throat> well, I make all, all kinds of music, not only trap music, you know, right. I'm a versatile artist, mm-hmm. along with um, a lot of other artists. But um, I guess because the struggle where I came from and that's why, that's why I adapted to that genre in a sense you mm-hmm. know I've been through a lot of stuff in the past right right know, and I heard a lot of stories so. Mm-hmm. so do you feel like the trap music kind of ev- evokes that emotion that you're looking for to, to yeah. put into your music yeah a lot of people can relate to that in the streets right right absolutely um, and I feel like trap sound like that's a sound that's very prevalent in today's generation but I feel like as, at the same time like hip hop kind of goes through certain phases when it comes to sounds like yeah like Kanye soul sampling in the early 2000s and then like you had the crunk music with Little John then you had the snap music with like uh, um, D4L and all those guys and everything so on and so forth I feel like Trap for me first time I heard Trap was like T.I. Young Jeezy in like the early maybe mid 2000s like 03, 04 maybe but then it hasn't really gone away since it's only progressed so in in your eyes like how like um, I guess like my question is why is it that why is it that you think, in your opinion, that trap has been around for this long and hasn't really shown signs uh, showed signs of slowing down? Because you know a lot of people are getting influenced in the streets, getting involved with certain things, and as I said before, it's a trend thing, mm-hmm. you know, and people just want to like following people, you know. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know, mm-hmm. like a lot of people confused in the world in this world as i always say you know people aren't really have their heads straight what's going on right you know mm-hmm. and do you feel like and you know to that point you know people not having their head straight and what have you do you feel like not only music but do you feel like arts you know as a form of an expression do you feel like that's a way for certain individuals to kind of center themselves and help them refocus their energy into something a bit more positive yeah totally you know mm-hmm. yeah that- there's different ways of going about certain things in the rap, you know, like different like genres to get involved in to cover up certain topics, you know. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Now, um, tell us about um, your new project coming out. Uh, you have a new mixtape that's coming out very soon. Um, we were kind of talking off air about when you're kind of projecting to to have it been released. Uh, but what can fans expect from that new project that you have coming out? 
<laughs> you can expect to hear the struggle what I really been through, you know. Right. Because everyone, I have a real different story from everyone, obviously, but mm-hmm. you know, I have a lot of good melodies, mm-hmm. good hooks. Um, yeah, I have a lot to expect, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially my music videos coming out. I have some big music videos coming out soon. Right, right. And with the with the songs that you have as well, like. What's the main message that you want to tell people through all of your songs? You know, I, I mainly like to show the, the pain and the struggle, you know? Right, right. Even if it's not pain and struggle and it's like turning up, being yeah. happy, I like to emphasize it and show the emotions on every song I make, you know? Right, right. So it makes people feel me, mm-hmm. for sure. So it sounds like you, wanna, you want to you wanna give people all of you and like as many layers as possible, whether it's through the struggle or through the joy or anything of that story. That's exactly. the, that's the kind of vibe that I'm getting right yeah, now. Yeah, and being passionate about it too, you know? Right, right, absolutely. If I feel my stuff, everyone's mm. going to feel my stuff. Absolutely, I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's, hey, that's real talk for the real people, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, Grange, we're going to get into a lot more of that, but before we all do that, um, we like to play some games over here at Cool Radio just to get the people you know mellowed out, chilled out, relaxed, and all that good stuff. So on that note, I got one game, or I got two games rather, that we're going to play. Uh, so the first game is entitled Cool or Uncool, and it goes a little something like this. There we go. So the track that we got playing in the background is a track uh, from a group called Dinkable Planets. It's entitled Cool Like That. So it's a group that was pretty popular within like the mid-90s, basically a little East Coast talent. Yeah. Um, but basically, this is how the game goes. I have a list of scenarios that we're going to run through, basically. So some quick scenarios, nothing too complex or anything like that. And basically, you're going to tell me if they're cool or the uncool. Sound good to you? Sounds cool. All right, cool. All right, you got it already. Perfect. All right. We're off to a good start. All right, I like that. All right. So first up, uh, Netflix, cool or uncool? All right, all right. Do you have, like, a particular show you're watching right now on Netflix? Uh, I was kind of a little behind on the Prison Break. Okay, okay, you know, yeah. But I'm catching up on it. Nice. To be honest, I've never watched Prison Break before. That's been out since, like, 05. So, like, yeah. I've tried to get into it, but, like, I feel like they start it, and then they stop it, and then they start it, and then they stop it. So I'm like, okay, like, should I start now before they stop it again? Like, what's going on? <laughs> you can probably start now because a lot of seasons are out. Yeah, yeah. So I can just, like, binge on it anytime, right? Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. All right, uh, video games, cool or uncool? Cool. Cool, okay. Uh, you a PS4 man or Xbox One, uh, Xbox One man? PS4. PS4, okay, okay. What, what's your go-to game? Uh, Call of Duty. Call of Duty, okay, the first-person shooters? Okay, okay. <laughs> Yo, people don't know, but, like, I, I'm like an ex-gamer right now. Like, I don't play as much as I used to anymore. I'm, like, more part-time now. Yeah. But when it came to those, those first-person shooters, it was all about GoldenEye for N64 way back in the day. That was me right there, man. That was way back then. I'm not even sure if you were born back then, but, <laughs> <laughs> but that was my ish back in the day, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's keep it going, man. Um, leftover pizza, cool or uncool? Uncool. Uncool? Not not really like a leftover pizza fan, even if like nuke it up for like a quick if, two minutes. If I'm, I'm really hungry. If you're really hungry, okay. I try not to. Right, right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. How about pizza, pizza? Cool or uncool? Cool. Cool. Okay. The, random question. Did you hear about that story that happened like uh, a couple of days ago at the pizza, pizza? There was like a fight uh, at the pizza, pizza. Not far from here, actually. I think it was on Queen and Broadview or something like that. Uh, it was on the news. It kind of was. Like Toronto Star reported about it, and Blocktier reported about it. Like I didn't get the full details, but basically. Somebody was complaining because they didn't get the pizza fast enough, and then some big brawly-looking girl just came in, just kind of jumped the jumped the the, the railing, or whatever, and what? just started wailing on people. That's crazy. Yeah, like 
Right. Listen, if I'm gonna fight over pizza, it's not gonna be over pizza pizza, is all I'm saying. <laughs> Absolutely not. Definitely not, definitely not. I'll say this pizza pizza is good when it's like fresh out the oven, but like if it's like leftover pizza pizza, then like that's like a frisbee right there. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, let's keep it moving though. Um you you a basketball fan by any chance? Yeah, kinda. Kinda? Okay. Um Toronto Raptors, cool or uncool? Cool. Cool? Okay. Um did you tell, follow any of the moves that they were making this summer or not really? Yeah, kind of a little bit, you know. A little bit, a little bit. How do you feel about Kyle Lowry coming back? Kyle Lowry. Yeah. I think we'll have a good season. You know? Okay. I think we'll do it all right. I think we'll do it all right. Right, right, right. So yeah. Have faith in my city. You know? Absolutely, you gotta have faith, man. We the yeah. North. <laughs> um, Mayweather versus McGregor. Cool or uncool? Cool or who's gonna win? Uh, just <laughs> the, the the whole fight as a whole, like them two fighting, like cool or uncool. Do you want the fight to happen? Do you not want it to happen? Sure, yeah, I want to have it. All right, so it's It'll more of a cool, cool for you? It'll okay. Be cool, you know? All right. Are you rooting for anyone in particular? <clears throat> I wouldn't want to say I am, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a Mayweather fan. Mayweather fan, all right. Unfortunately, you know? Yeah, unfortunately. He's not unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I'm not a fan of either of them just because like, they talk too much for, for my liking, but whatever, man. If they beat each other senseless, I'll be happy. So I'll be a cool <laughs> for me. Um, <laughs> male rompers, cool or uncool? You know what a romper is by any chance? No. Okay, so it's like a piece of female clothing, basically, right? So it's kind of like a one piece where like it covers from like the chest to like like the thigh area. Now apparently, I don't know. About that. I know. <laughs> so basically, there's a male version that's out now. It's been out for like a month or whatever. It's so, like everyone's like talking. So I guess that's an uncool. <laughs> like you know, I'm not trying to like. Yeah, offend, offend anybody, of course, but of course, you know, of I'm, I'm not really with that. Either. Right, and that's fine. That's For fine. Sure. Not a lot of people are with that. <laughs> now, how about uh, one more? One more before we go into the next game. Um, Rob Kardashian and Black China, cool or uncool? <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Still, what about it though? Oh, that. Long story short, they were. Well, I think they were married or something like that. Anyway, they had a kid together. Rob found out that she was cheating on him, uh, cheating on him with like a whole bunch of other dudes. He spent so much money on her operations to get like her butt fat and her, and her titties fat as well. Yeah, and yeah. then he found out about the cheating, so he started sending out nude pictures of her without her permission all over Instagram and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I hear about that. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, so I don't know. Me, like, I think they're both wrong for what they did, but like Rob, bigger picture, should have been going for her in the first place because she's an ex stripper. Like, he kind of had it coming. I don't want to say that, but. The signs were there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. Like, as a kid, if you put your hand over the stove and you get burned, are you going to do it again and again and again? Absolutely it, not. All right. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Now, we have a second game to play, all right? This game is a mainstay on the network. Probably my favorite game between the two. This one's called I'd Quit the Game. Every second, every minute, man, I swear that she can get it. Now, Mr. Grange North, uh, you are the... Eligible bachelor in this alternate universe that I've set up. Um, you're wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing, jet flying, limousine riding, all that good stuff. However, there comes a point in time in everyone's life where they got to quit the game. They got to settle down, have the kids with the white home and the white picket fence with the tire <laughs> swing, apple pie cool on the windowsill, Spud <laughs> McKenzie looking dog, all that good stuff. If you had to quit the game for one of these two women that I've handpicked for you, who would you quit the game for? Would you quit? And I call this the Cougar edition. Would you call? Would you quit the game for Halle Berry, or would you quit the game for Angela Bassett? The choice is yours. 
gosh. <clears throat> there is no wrong answer in this, by the way. <laughs> Who'd I choose? Who would you choose between those two? Uh, I would have to say Halle Berry. Mm -hmm. I know more about Halle Berry for sure. Fair enough. As we all do. As yeah. we all. That's one beautiful woman. Man, she was in her prime then. I think Swordfish was like the best movie she looked in, in my personal opinion. It was that one and then the 007 movie from like... It was like 2001, 2002. Anyways, that's a fine-ass woman, so good choice on you. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we got Grange North in the building. And before we get to the commercial break, uh, you have a joint entitled Going Through Hell, and that's with Major. That's one yeah. of the latest singles that you have coming out. Yeah. Before we get to that, real quick, um, what can you tell us about that single? Like, What, what was like your mindset going uh, in that into that single? Um, you know, it was just like... I've been through a lot of things in my life. Like mm -hmm. Me and Major both been through things in our lives, you know? Right. And we would believe, like, we, us making that song, a lot of people could relate to that for sure. Right, know? right. And the melody's catchy and everything. We put a lot of work into it, you know? Right, right. That's what's up. All right, then. Well, let's not keep the people waiting any longer. We're about to get to this record right now. And when we come back, we have Trip Talk, which is three topics in three minutes. Ladies and gents, this is Cool Reader. We'll be right back after these messages. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're listening to Maximum FM Hip Hop. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to all my cool cats and cool kittens. Once again, it is your man, DM Cool. And this is Cool Radio. I still got my man, Grange North, in the building. Say what's up to the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? What's up? Y'all good? Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we were just banging out to his tune, Going Through Hell, featuring Major, which is a very major track, to say the least. So make sure you stay on the lookout for that. Also on the SoundCloud page as well. But. Before we get into all that stuff, man, we got to get into Trip Talk, man. So that's three topics of three minutes. We break down some of the best stories that happen within pop culture today, mainly with, from the hip-hop scope and all that stuff. So on that note, let's get to it. So the first topic that we have on deck is by way of J. Cole. Now, J. Cole has been very you know, reclusive, very very silent as of late. He dropped his album, uh, For Your Eyes Only, late last year. It's been kind of quiet since. But he does have a tour coming up, uh, especially one tour stop in Toronto and all that good stuff. However... There was one photo that surfaced on social media this week, and it was a photo of him with a whole bunch of producers and engineers. And one of those producers and engineers just so happened to be Andre Young, a.k.a. Dr. Dre, King of the West Coast. You already know how the story sick, goes. Sick. So a lot of people are speculating that there's going to be some work between them or that this may be a promo shot for the documentary that's out on HBO entitled The Defiant Ones, which profiles both Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine and how they started Interscope and Death Row Records and all that stuff. But we don't know. So my question to you, Grains, what do you think the photo was all about? Was it for promo for Cole's possible new project or does Dre have a new project coming out? What do you think? Like why put up a photo, a random photo with him and Dre on the net for everyone to see? Well, you know also, could be for publicity for sure, you know. Mm -hmm. But I'm not gonna knock him and say he's not working with Dr. Dre too, you know. Of but course, of course. Probably could be, but it'd be a good thing if he was, you know. It'd be good for his career. Yeah, really good. And really good. I'm someone who's a fan of J. Cole, but I'm also very critical of him when it comes to his production because I feel like his beat selection at times can be very, very ho hum. Like you'll hear a beat from from him, and it's just like okay, could have been better, or it sounded too much like the previous song that we just heard. And I feel like that was my personal critique uh, when it came to his latest project, which was For Your Eyes Only. I felt like all the beats sounded relatively the same, and I've been saying from the jump that 
he needs to be working with other producers as well. Maybe not yeah. for an entire project, but like at least get like a few heavy hitters on a couple songs here and there. Yeah, exactly. That way you can kind of diversify that you can kind of bounce ideas off of them because, you know, kudos to him. He does production on his own work as well, but you can tell that it's a bit taxing. Like he should just be able to focus on his lyrics and his content and it has someone else man the boards. I mean, what, what's your take on that? Hey. <clears throat> You mean like, so like do you feel like he should kind of like split split the workload for himself like just focus on writing the songs and recording the songs and have someone else do uh the production for him like make them like fight. like make the beats yeah yeah i believe so still mm-hmm. um yeah you just have to focus on your craft for sure right yeah. right yeah and i think like and i'm going to assume that like he's at least working on one song with dr dre and dr dre has an eye for talent as we've already seen 50 Cent, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Kendrick yeah, Lamar. Yeah. The list goes on and on, right? Not saying that he's going to sign J. Cole to a contract, but if we can at least get one song out of uh, the two of them working together, then like I'd be very curious to hear how that sounds, and that might pursue J. Cole to look towards his talents elsewhere as far as production goes, because you never know. Like A lot of people were very skeptical about Nas uh, back in the day with his beat selection, yeah. uh, especially in, in that mid-90s period, but then he linked up with Dr. Dre, and they made a, a whole bunch of records together, right? So I feel like the same thing could possibly happen between those two. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what it's going to sound like. Uh, but nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, listening at home right now, we're watching later on YouTube. What do you guys think? Should J. Cole you know, kind of reach out to other high-profile producers going forward to make the bulk of his beats? Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio to share your thoughts. Next on the list, man, we got to talk about this Jay-Z 444 album, man. So I got to listen to it um, last week. Very solid album. It's a very mature Jay-Z. He's talking about certain things that you don't normally hear about in hip-hop, like financial wealth and taking care of your business as an artist and as a business person. Yeah. Um, he talked about... Personal, very personal things like his mom being like a lesbian, for example. He talked about how he cheated on Beyonce and how regretful of that moment he was. So, like, he went yeah. very well in depth. Um, so, it went platinum in less than a week. Um, it's one of the one of the fastest projections in um, sales history as far as music goes. And a lot of people are now starting to place it in their their top five um, or. Just outside of the top five, basically. Yeah. Now, me personally, I'm not ready to go that route because I'm only giving it one listen, right? Yeah. But it got me asking, what is my top five all-time Jay-Z records or Jay-Z albums, I should say? Um, did you grow up on Jay-Z? Um, like, were you a fan of Jay-Z growing up? Like, while you were listening to music? Yeah, well, I kind of was. Like, I like um, I listened to all like the main songs, the main singles. I wasn't really too much with the with, with the, the albums. albums. Too much, yeah. Right, right. Um, if you had to give me your top five. Jay Z singles, just like your personal top five Jay Z singles. What were the first five that come to your mind if you had to if you had to pick five? Um, <laughs> it's a hard choice because Jay Z has choice. a lot of banging singles too. I, li- I like a lot of the songs he has with like Beyonce, right, right. Too, you know, mm-hmm. I like like the Bonnie and Clyde joints and yeah. stuff like that, right? Um, I like the Holy Grail thing that he made too. Yeah, um, okay, yeah, it was Justin Timberlake, right? Um, what else? I like that. I like that one song he had with Drake, still the pound cake song. Oh yeah, yeah no, that, 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 was that was heavy. Classic. That was heavy. Yeah. That was heavy. Yeah, yeah. Jay definitely stole the show on that. And that was on Drake's album, ironically enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, like I mean, me choosing a Jay Z single is hard enough as it is. 
because uh, like, he's had so many great singles that I've been able to either listen to right at that very moment or go back in history and, and kind of yeah. uh, listen back to. Because I didn't become like a like a big Jay Z fan until Blueprint, which came out in two thousand and one. That's when I really started being on my J tip. Um, but if I had to go for albums, because I've listened to like every single Jay Z album, like just going back in the history books, or whatever, I'd have to say from five to one, I'd have to say Volume Two, Hard Knock Life, as number five. Uh, American Gangster is number four. Uh, Black Album is number three. Uh, Reasonable Doubt is number two. And Blueprint is number one. Because mm-hmm. I feel like Blueprint, he was in his prime. Like, he was like LeBron triple-double. Like, no one's stopping him. He's going to the rack. No one's stopping him. <laughs> and I'm a Nas fan. You know what I mean? Like, I like Nas more than I like Jay. But that Blueprint album, and when he dropped Takeover, that almost broke my heart. I was like, ooh, Nice. He's yeah, kind of yeah, right yeah. about certain things, man. Well, <laughs> like, heard, you know, yeah, I heard some records on that album. So. Yeah, no, that's that's a crazy album, man. I, like if I had to say, I mean, I can't even break down like my favorite song on that album. I mean, you have "You Don't Know" with the Just Bass bleep banging in the background, "Heart of the City" produced by Kanye West. Um, man, there's so "Takeover" we just mentioned. Is always a dope single. Girls, 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 like. Like, Just Blaze and Kanye West killed the production on, on, on that album. And then Timbaland had a couple joints on there as well. Um, but, yeah, like, Hove, I mean, Hove might be the greatest rapper of all time, man. Like, if you're talking about, like, overall package, I mean, content, production, uh, cadence, flow, I mean, he might be the best best rapper ever. Like, I wouldn't be mad if somebody said that because, like, who has had a catalog like Jay-Z over the years, man? I mean, respect I to Tupac and Biggie, but, like, I feel like Jay-Z has put in enough work to transcend hip-hop culture and then, you know, just kind of take over in many different ways besides from being an artist. Like, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business, man. I mean, like, every, that's such a classic <laughs> line, right? And now everyone's kind of taking that entrepreneurial route. I mean, look at T.I. Like, he he became his own businessman in that regard. Master P was kind of doing that at the same time as him, right? Um, also, Drake, you know, in his own right, is a businessman as well. He's more of, like, a brand and a mogul in that regard. So I'm, I'm proud of Jay-Z for, you know, like, shedding his skin, so to speak, and, like, not being too cool for school, so to speak, yeah. and just being human. Like, I felt... This latest album from him was more of Sean Carter rather than Jay-Z, you know? Yeah, I know. The feature thing. Exactly. Uh, before we go on to the next topic, did you hear the uh, the record called uh, Story of OJ? Did you ever get to get a chance to listen to that record? Yeah, I heard that record. You heard that record? What, what's your take on that record? Yeah, it was a really catchy record. Still. Right. Yeah, I think... Just the fact that he was talking about race a lot and like what black people have to go through as far as being black and still just being seen as a nigga, quote unquote. I felt like that's the type of record I expect like Nas or Common to make, but like yeah. Jay Z, yeah, mind you, he's forty seven, but hey, better late than never, right? So <laughs> good for him on that record, man, most definitely. For sure. Um, ladies and gents, what do you guys think about the uh Jay Z's catalog? Is four forty four top five all time in this catalog? Is it not? Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio and let me know. And final topic for Trip Talk. Uh, so going back to the Floyd Mayweather-McGregor fight. So it's finalized. It's going to be taking place August 26th next month, um, I think, at the Barclays Center, if I'm not mistaken, in Brooklyn. Um, or, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it's taking place in Brooklyn, New York. Um Basically, they're doing, like, a whole bunch of, like, promo tours and stuff like that. They're just doing the face-off, and they're just talking talking ish to each other on the mics and everything. It's like, oh, this guy can't beat me. This guy can't beat me. Just them just boosting their own egos, basically. Yep, so yep. they've done a couple of tour stops. They did one in Brooklyn already. They've done one in Toronto a couple of days ago. Um, they're going to be doing one in the U.K. But in one of their tour stops that they've already done, 
um, there was a particular moment that happened that had a lot of people talking and people were calling out racism and stuff like that. So, <clears throat> pardon me. In one instance, um, Conor, uh, yeah, Conor McGregor, uh, basically, when he saw Floyd Mayweather kind of strutting on stage like he normally does, just doing like his little struts and all that stuff, yeah. um, he basically looked at him, took a microphone, he's like, dance for me, boy, dance for me, and like pretend to like throw out money at him, basically. Now, when someone says dance boy towards a black person, there's a racial connotation to it. Yeah. So a lot of people were like, oh, oh, hold on, hold on, whoa, 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 time out, time out. <laughs> um, so a lot of people were calling racism towards Conor McGregor. Yeah. Um, my, my question to you is, would you perceive that as racism in the part of Conor McGregor, or do you think he was just being like a blowhard without realizing that he was being racist? Uh, I believe he probably wasn't. He never realized he was racist. Maybe you know, but like now nowadays, a lot of people are are like a lot of people like are used to saying certain things, you know. Yeah. And it started to become a part of like society how we talk, you know. Mm -hmm. But you still have to watch out for what you have to say for sure. Right, right. And I'm glad you brought that point because with uh, McGregor, he's Irish born, and in the Irish culture. Calling somebody boy is just like addressing somebody as like, hey, man, how's it going, basically, yeah. right? So for him, that's normal. Um, and so for him to say uh, calling Floyd, May Floyd Mayweather boy, like dance for me boy, for example, I don't think he was intentionally being racist, but I do understand why people were, were perceived as such. Because when I saw that clip, I was like, whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on, right? <laughs> At the same time, I feel like when it comes to Floyd Mayweather, and I'm not excusing – I'm not trying to excuse what Conor McGregor did, but I feel like Floyd, as talented as he is, he does come across as somewhat of somebody who kind of shucks and jive. Like, the way he's just throwing out money all over the place, like, he doesn't care. Um, he'll be, like, posting Instagram videos about, like, strippers all over the place, and he's just throwing the money in the air. He kind of toots his own horn a little bit. So it's, he does that all for the sake of entertainment to, to sell the show, right? So in that context, he kind of almost comes across as, like, somewhat of, like, a old black stereotype. Um, and... With Floyd, it's like I can't say that any of his things should be excused as well because if we're going to be talking about the context of racism, there were times where Floyd was could be perceived as being racist towards other people as well. Like, for example, way back, I think it was like early 2000s or something like that, he was fighting Oscar De La Hoya. And during one of their little press conference promo tours or whatever, he dressed up as in a sombrero and he was wearing like a <laughs> – wearing, like, a poncho, and he was trying to dance around like he was, like, a mariachi person, like, the guys who play, like, the trumpets or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So people of that culture could perceive that as racist as well. So I can't be ready to victimize Floyd and say, oh, he should have been treated that way. So I know it, it's very it's very hard to discern. Um, for me personally, and I, I think I told you already before, I'm not a fan of, of either of them, basically. So I feel like they're doing all of this for money. And I feel like even if somebody were to throw a racial slur at Floyd Mayweather, he probably wouldn't care because this guy's a multimillionaire. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like you told me earlier, you, you want Floyd. I guess you, you kind of want Mayweather to win. Yeah, I would want Mayweather to win. Right. I mean, I feel like he is going to win because we're in his arena. Like, if this were MMA, it would be McGregor because he has more experience in that arena, which I don't understand why, as a business person, as a strategist, he would agree to this. Like, I'm sure he's getting paid, what, like $50 million or something like that. He's getting paid stupid money yeah. to, to win this match. And the crazy thing is he's getting paid to win. He's getting paid to fight this match. But even if he wins, 
Floyd is still going to get paid more because the, the fight is done through his promotion, basically. So he's the one who gets to dictate all the rules and stuff like that, which is smart on the business end. Yeah, but yeah. really, it's like, if you know that going into it, why bother? Like, <laughs> you may as well just lay down and take your $50 million and call it a day, basically. That, yeah. I think that's just a competitor in me that, that kind of has that mindset. I mean, what do you think? <laughs> I I I guess like with them like it's it's all about the dollar signs right so yeah, it's gonna be a good fight though like really if they really get into it right right I'm just going for Mayweather on Mayweather but you know still could lose you know he still could it's very possible I mean I if I were a betting man I'd have my money on Mayweather like I'm not again I'm not a Mayweather guy but 49 no it's kind of hard to like argue against you yeah, know what I mean time, so, you know yeah so anyways. We'll see you on August 26th. Um, ladies and yeah. gentlemen, cool cats, cool kittens listening at home, what do you guys think? Uh, do you guys think Floyd will win this match or is it going to be McGregor? Do you think McGregor was purposely being racist towards uh, Mayweather? Hit me up in the comment section below on YouTube or just hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to get old school with that flashback Friday track of the day. So without further ado, let's drop that drop real quick. And you guys already know, y'all can hit me up on social media to let me know what you guys personally want to hear for the segment each and every Friday. Now, I finally had the time to catch up on Diddy's um, documentary on Apple Music, which is, uh, I think it's called Can't Stop, Won't Stop. And basically, he's just profiling the events of his uh, reunion tour that took place last summer, as well as the events that led up to him. Uh, being in Uptown Records to having Bad Boy Records and then just launching artist after artist, so on and so forth. So with all that said, I'm in a Bad Boy mood right now. I'm, I'm in a Bad Boy Records mood right now. So we're going to take it back to 1997. And this record was featured off of the debut album of Mace, which is entitled Harlem World. And this record is like one of the greatest like collaboration records of all time, in my opinion. And this record features him. It features The Locks, it features Black Rob, and it features a young and up-and-coming DMX. And this record is yeah, entitled yeah. 24 Hours to Live. You're nodding your head because I know you know that record. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, we're going to get to that record right now. And when we come back, we do have the Wankster of the Week. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. You're listening to Maximum FM Hip Hop. Hey, yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. <clears throat> Pardon me. Once again, it is your man, DM Cool, and this is Cool Radio. I still got my guest in the building. He goes by the name of Grains North. Say what's up to the people. Yeah, yeah, I'm still out here. What's up? What's up? Mm-hmm. We out here. Now, it is that time of the show that you guys have been waiting for. So without further ado, <clears throat> who has entered the shallow walls of the Hall of Shame this week? Who has been crowned the captain of Coonery this week? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Wankster of the Week. This week's Wankster of the Week goes to none other than fallen actor Shia LaBeouf. Now, he's getting the Wankster of the Week because this man got himself arrested in the evening by police officers while intoxicated. And not only that, but he proceeded to throw racial, almost like halfway racial slurs at the cop who arrested him, who just so happened to be a black man. Now, let me break it down and paint the picture for you guys. So, as I mentioned earlier, he was intoxicated. And he saw a cop and a bystander, and he asked both of them for a cigarette. So, both of them replied that they did not have cigarettes. And then that's when Shia LaBeouf started to transform into a crazy man, so to speak. (laughs) 
So he was just throwing slurs. He's being belligerent. He's acting abrasive. The cops told him to calm down or else they're going to arrest him. So he obviously did not comply. So what did the cop do? He arrested him. As he arrested him, he was throwing a whole bunch of expletives and tirades at him. And he just kept going off like an automatic. So this is just a tidbit of what he said to the cops. And I quote, you're going to hell. Straight to hell, bro. He said, especially you're going to hell because you're a black man. He also went on to say, um, let's see, what else did he say? He also said, <clears throat> a black man arrested me for being white. <laughs> I mean, I mean, wouldn't it be such a perfect world where <laughs> a black man could arrest a white man for being white, simply white? Because at the end of the day, in the real world that we live in, black men are being arrested for being black. So wouldn't it be amazing if we could kind of roll reverse? I'm just joking. <laughs> but really, though, like he's making all these comments and what have you. Um, and then basically social media caught wind of this. And he basically had to apologize. And he basically said the following. I'm deeply ashamed of my behavior and make no excuses for it. I don't know if these statements are too frequent or not shared often enough. But I'm certain that my actions warrant a very sincere apology to the arresting officers. And I'm grateful for the resistance. The severity of my behavior is not lost on me. So clearly that was his PR person, you know, writing up the apology so that he would look like a good Samaritan. But really, he was just being an asshole. <laughs> and that leads me to believe that Shia LaBeouf is yet another case of a child star gone wrong once they hit their, their adult years. Keep in mind, Shia LaBeouf is only 31 years old. He's not far from me in age. But that doesn't give the excuse to act like an idiot while you're doing something. And, you know, you could be Hollywood famous, whatever the case may be. You can be known for one movie or many movies. But at the end of the day, you still have to conduct yourself like a functioning human being. You can't go out in public intoxicated and just be belligerent and not expect to have any consequences not be done unto you. I mean, even one of the comments he said while he was arrested in the back of the police cruiser is that he's basically saying that I, as a white man... Uh, should be shown more gratitude by you, a black man, because I'm one of the white people who stands up for black rights. Now, I don't have the exact quote of that, but he did say something to that extent in the video that I listened to from the Young Turks. Shout out to the Young Turks. But nonetheless, Mr. Great White Savior, who probably wants to go back to Africa and adopt a kid to show all of his friends that he's not racist, that just doesn't cut it. So on that note... Mr. Shia LaBeouf, Mr. I've Been in Three Bad Transformers Movies by Michael Bay. You should go to hell for that. You are getting the wankster of the week. Do you deserve this wankster? Of course you do. And I'm going to drop the wankster on you one more time just like this. Oh, man. These wanksters these days, I tell you. Um, I know it was a mouthful, but um, Grains, what's your take on, on that entire scenario? Uh, I mean, I think that's crazy still. Yeah. Like, he's just getting himself into bigger problems. So. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, you just you just got to use your head in the streets. You you do. You do. Yeah. I, I agree 100%, man. I agree 100%. It's it's a hard knock life for uh for Shia LaBeouf when he's not getting the Transformer checks anymore. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, <laughs> that sucks, though. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, we do have to wrap things up. But before we go, uh, where can the people reach you, actually, as far as social media and all that stuff? Yeah, um, you can reach me on Grains North. Um, just Grains with a Z, G-R-A-I-N-Z, North. Mm-hmm. And that's all social media, YouTube, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can find me on that. I got new music coming all the time, you know? Right, right, right. So um, 
when we get in that that new that that new Grains North project, are we looking at end of summer, early fall? What are we looking at? What's the forecast looking like? Yeah, we looking like uh, end of summer, early fall. Okay, okay. You know, that's the sun, man. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Grains, I want to thank you for coming through to Cool Radio. For sure. And just so you know, you're welcome to come through anytime. If you got new music coming. Send it my way. If you want to do an sure. interview, for come sure. through my way. Bring the whole staff and crew. We'll make it happen once again. Okay, okay. you done no respect for having me, man. Absolutely. Most sure. definitely. Most definitely. Let's get it. Absolutely. Way y- out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Say it again for the people in the back. Way y- out. Yes, absolutely. I love it. And next week, ladies and gentlemen, we may not be on the air. Um, we do. I do have some networking business to attend to, so I'll give you some more updates on that and as the uh, summer schedule follows. But definitely, anytime that I'm going to be in the booth, I, you will expect to have another guest come through every now and again, so make sure you keep on lock for that. Uh, but if you want to catch all the video clips or any episodes that you missed out on, make sure you go to SoundCloud at Cool underscore Radio. Uh, you can catch us on YouTube with that same handle as well. Catch us on Twitter with that same handle, and you can go to the Facebook fan page, Cool Radio CC. Once again, I am your man, DM Cool, and Cool Radio is a division of Cool Click Media and Entertainment, reminding you each and every day that we are out here creating our own legacies. Keep it gravy and wavy. We are out of here. Peace. Cool. Cool.